Hey, welcome to episode 112 of Tommy G Talks. All right, let's get to it. This episode addresses something that all of us struggle with at some point, and it's the doubt, it's the feeling, it's the fear, it's the anxiety of not being good enough or not feeling like we are good enough. And this was something that I've wanted to talk about. I have spoken about this many times. It's been featured in various ways throughout the podcast history. But this one in particular was brought on by the amount of men uh, in a poll that I put out, a question that I put out on Facebook, the amount of men who, um, when asked, what are the things that you struggle with the most, replied with feelings of not feeling good enough, feeling inadequate, feeling like you're not the person that you need to be for your family, for yourself, not fulfilling certain social roles and norms that men in particular feel like they should feel. And this was also the perspective of women uh, sharing about how their men um, might feel in their worst moments and why those moments might be there due to not feeling good enough or feeling some form of insignificance. And so in this episode, we uh, address this live on Facebook in one of my weekly bunker talk sessions, which now are taking form every Tuesday, around about uh, 8.15 GMT um, PM. And uh, if you're listening to this now, check out my Facebook page for updates on when the next one's going to be and what the topic's going to be. Because that's something, if you've been listening in the last few episodes, you'll notice that now we're addressing particular topics each time we go live. And it's great going live because we get all of the input and stimulus from all of the people who tune in. And we're generating a little bit of a, a regular following with these episodes, which is really quite cool. So thank you, everybody who listened and got involved live on the Tuesday. Um, for everybody else, you, if you're listening to this for the first time and it's on the podcast, then please do let me know your thoughts on the topic. Have a little listen, um, see which points connect with you the most, and then reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter at Tommy Gentleman. I would love to know what you think of uh, today's topic, today's episode. And yeah, this is really important. We we should all feel like we are good enough and maybe the good enough measure is the problem uh, rather than the feeling. Maybe the feeling of feeling good enough or not is just a symptom of the problem, which is that we are measuring ourselves way too much. Uh, against unrealistic or improper things. So we're going to go right into it. Um, this episode is is great. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very meaningful. I thought we went, we went very deep and it's something that um, I do enjoy doing it because life is more important than some of the things that uh, that we think about and that we, that we talk about and that we see every day. The real importance is to realize that this really is a one-time thing and life as we know it will only exist this way once. So we really do owe it to ourselves and our family and everything we believe in to give it everything we got, to be the best that we can be and to keep evolving and learning and growing. And to do that, we need courage. And to have courage means that we have to go and face challenges, not hide from them, but face them. So I hope that you enjoy this podcast episode all about the warrior mindset, about approaching the battle like a warrior, the battle of life. Hope it helps you. Hope it connects with you. Do let me know. Here it is. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bunker Talk. It's great to be here. It's, uh, what's the date today? The 16th of June. And uh, as you can see from our graphic here, um, 87 days now since uh, lockdown uh, began. And it's great to be here with you this evening. I'm just going to hold out for a few minutes, make sure that we're here, make sure that we're all good, make sure that you can hear me as well. And as you're um, arriving for this this chat tonight, this uh, bunker talk. I'm going to just type the link in the comments for you should you wish to get involved. So as always, the invitation is there. 
to jump in, join the conversation. If you're here, give me a wave. Let me know that you're here. Um, don't sit there waving at the phone. I can't see that. But type in the comments and let me know that you're watching. That I can see. Hey, John. Glad you could make it, buddy. You're going you're gonna to enjoy this. And thank you for commenting on the post earlier. The post has gone out and it's generated a lot of conversation uh, around tonight's topic, which is going to be about being good enough. And there's going to be a, an emphasis on men and the pressures that us men go through in being good enough. But having said that, it's also relevant, obviously, for women, people of all genders. And if you're watching this and you are not a man, then the men in your life uh, particularly going to uh, benefit from what we're going to be talking about. Mother's in the house, as always. Trusty JG, the big JG, is in the house, showing her support. Thank you, mother. Love you lots. Um, let me just type this up. Forward slash. Yes. Right. Go in. You guys are here, and uh, I really hope you've had a good day. We really hope that you've had a positive day. I have decided to do this one stood up because um, two reasons. I think that looks a little neater. I've got myself like a green screen. Um, I've only, I haven't really used it much, but also I think energy wise, it's going to be a bit better stood up. I feel like I can give it some more, give it some more energy. I've got my monitor on a stack of books. That's the only bad thing. So if that falls down, then that's it. Um, the whole thing's going to fall. So uh, who else have we got here tonight? Who else have we got here on the live? We're going to be talking about being good enough and the mental weight of being good enough. The pressure that we put on ourselves in striving to be good enough. And the reason that I've chosen that specifically uh, as what we're going to talk about is because I put out a post on my Facebook page, on this page here, earlier today asking for your opinion on the men in your life, or if you are a man, a man than you, um, in terms of what challenges, what are the unspoken challenges that we're faced with these days, right? And uh, that's because there's a lot of these challenges will be going on right now because we're in a, a time of change and stress and pressure, a lot of disruption to our personal and professional lives. And so... Sorry, there's a beeping thing. And so um, it's going to be extremely relevant. And what came back was uh, not really a surprise. There was a lot of talk about being good enough financially, um, being a provider, being like able to care and look after your family and the concerns and the weights around that and particularly in being good enough um, and feeling like you're worthy, I guess, feeling like you are good enough. So it's a big deal. And of course, when we talk about this for, um, for men, we then have this whole thing about men not talking and therefore maybe making the problem escalate further. Um, every day that you hold on to these feelings, ultimately, I guess it does get worse and it can spiral and become difficult, become harder to deal with. Um, good evening, Gary. It's great that you're here. So uh, this was kind of a little bit of um, a little bit of a, an intro. We're now going to get straight into it. And as you guys know, if you've been joining me regularly these days, we're doing slightly more acute versions of Bunker Talk. When we first started out, it was like an hour, an hour and a half, two hours long. Um, now we're looking to get nice and streamlined, uh, get involved in the conversation, of course. But the reason that it is more streamlined is because we have a specific topic that we're talking about. Okay. So I'm going to kind of get straight into it from now. Um, that was kind of just getting into the intro and then we're going to go for it. And the audio will be available on my podcast, which is available on iTunes and Spotify. Um, let me know what you've been up to, by the way, if you're watching, just, um, tell me what's going on for you. What's your opinion on this? Have you ever struggled with that thought, that feeling of not being good enough? I would, uh, I would love to know that's part of this whole process. The whole point of bunker talk is that we're able to engage. I read the comments and if you feel like, like you want to come and get involved on the camera, then of course you can. There's a link there. 
on the screen. And if you put that into um, Google Chrome, you will be able to jump in and join in the conversation. Should it be relevant? Should it fit? And should you want to? All right, sweet. So um, a bit quiet on the chat. Let's, uh, let's make sure that you guys let me know you're here. Stop being all lurky and weird. If you're here, say hi. All right. It's only polite to do that. Okay, let's do it. All right. Welcome along to this episode of Bunker Talk. Today, we're going to be talking about the mental weight of being good enough. Now, the reason why we're going to be talking about this is because not only is it a massive problem that in most cases is an unspoken problem, it's particularly difficult right now with all the things that are going on and all the disruption and all the change and all the, I guess all the, I mean, it's, it's quite, it's not just negative, is it? There's a lot of stuff. You just turn the telly on or look at your social media feed or listen to the radio. And there's, there's a lot of content, a lot of information out there that can add stress and weight to your, your life and put you under mental pressure, let alone the feelings of not feeling good enough. Now, Whenever we're in a position where we have added pressure on what was already there, things can become hypertense and hyper-stressful. And that's a problem, right? Um, things can end up tearing and breaking and ripping, and that could be in any area of life. So it can be a massive issue. Now, I can tell you this right from the get-go with confidence that the problem of not feeling good enough was massive amongst all the people that I've worked with over the last 10 years and all the people that I've spoken to at my events and on social media, this was a massive issue before the pandemic and before the year 2020, right? This is something that's going on all of the time behind our eyes, inside our heads, and we're measuring ourselves in a way that's not helpful. And we're going to talk about that today. I'm going to share three tips or insights that can help if you are if you are struggling with this or you have been or maybe you know somebody that is yeah so this was already a big problem and so then we have year 2020 come along and all the problems that that brings i guess not all of them are problems they're challenges that we have to deal with and that adds pressure that adds stress to what's already going on you hear on the news, you hear on the press conferences about how the mental health landscape is going to take a battering over the next few months and years due to everything that's going on. And of course, that is very true. And it's very much, um, yes, the stuff that's going on in the here and now, but it's also this thing that I've mentioned about how we already had some internal stuff to deal with before all of this come along right and not being good enough or not feeling good enough is most certainly one of the the top answers if you were to survey people you know like family fortune style what's one of the things that people struggle with bing top answer would be not feeling good enough okay so we're going to get into it um first of all i think it's really really useful to actually literally challenge what good enough means and look at those two words so hi bruna thanks for joining us we are of course filming this live on facebook and if you're listening to this on the podcast replay thanks for being here either way do let me know that you're here say hello in the comments just like bruna has or if you're watching on repeat or listening back drop me a line drop me a message on social media and let me know what you think of this one so let's look at those two words first of all let's look at good now, good is measuring performance or status. The word good is based on performance or status measured against a criteria in which we use and which we see fit. So if you're good at something, it's because you're measuring it against a criteria. Now, that's what the good in good enough literally means. And now let's look at the word enough. The word enough is your, in this case, performance or status versus the expectation that's out there or versus the group that you are measuring against. The word enough suggests that you need to be something in order to be accepted or in order to qualify or in order to succeed. If you are less than enough, then you're 
insignificant, then you're not able to be the thing that you want to be. You are maybe considering yourself as a failure. So those are what those words mean in this context. The word good is the performance status um, criteria in which we measure and enough is the expectation of the group or whatever it is that we're comparing against. So a lot of it is to do with comparison. Um, hi, Angela. Hi, Danny. Great to have you two here again. Really appreciate it. And if you want to chip in at any point, please do. It'd be great to hear your point of view as we go along. Okay, so let's get into it. Let's, um, let's challenge this practically. So let's take the, the good part. And we've really got to ask ourselves, who, like, whose measure? Whose measure are we using? Because a massive part of this is the expectation and the measure against other people in terms of our upbringing, in terms of what we are taught to define as success, what success looks like, and all of the different things that we can measure. There's so many things that we can measure to determine if we are good enough on a large, bigger picture scale in our entire life, not just like being good at a skill, but being good enough as a human being, as a parent, as a partner, as somebody who exists. And it really is that, isn't it? You know, we, we hear about all of the terrible, devastating stories where people take their own life and at some point determine within themselves that they are not good enough and then escalate that and compound all of the pressures and all of the concerns and all of the negative mental health um, challenges that they might have and ultimately it ends in the worst possible way. And at some point in that journey, there needs to be, I'm sure, a point where they determine that they are not good enough at an extreme level. And so it really is about that level of measure and understanding that, and this is my first point on this, that your own self-view matters the most. You can choose what it is that you measure against. You can. You can choose. Now, here's the thing. 30 years ago, 40, 50, 60 years ago, the measuring process was a lot more straightforward and less intimidating and less of a slippery slope. And that's because our human senses would only pick up on the things that we saw in our everyday lives. They would pick up on the things that happened in our street, in our neighborhood, in our town, maybe in our country, like some of the greater scale things. Our minds would only process information based on people that we know at work and people that we see on maybe on TV or read about in the newspaper. But there would be a massive disconnect between those guys and girls and the sort of everyday life. Whereas now, with this thing, it's like a free-for-all. With our phones, we can find ourselves within five seconds being in a position of measure, not only with people who are unrealistic to measure against in the sense of um, experience, skill level, all of the things, all of the different criteria, but actually a lot of the things that we're measuring against aren't real. They are, they are constructs that have been projected based on insecurity, and this is the effed up bit about it, based on insecurity of them not feeling good enough and feeling like they have to show that they are good enough, which then gets compared and measured against by just like little old you just sat there doing your thing and thinking, oh man, I wish I could do better. And then you see this projection that's come from a place of insecurity and you project against it and you mirror that and go, whoa, I'm so far away from that. I'm not good enough because I haven't got my myself together. I haven't got that success. I don't have this beautiful family and beautiful life and beautiful job and all of the, the things. I haven't got all the material things. So I must be not good enough. I must be insignificant. They must be the superior because you're measuring against these things. And this can happen in a few seconds. And it's so important what we tell ourselves every day. Our thoughts will translate into feelings and those feelings 
will shape who we are. All of those those thoughts and feelings of doubt and confusion and insignificance, think about what damage they're doing. If you could see the damage inside, your self-belief shrinking, your confidence level shrinking down, and not because of anything else other than you are measuring against things that are harmful to measure against. And this is just one example, by the way. And therefore, not only is it a dangerous thing to do, but on the positive side, it's a very easy fix. It's a very easy fix. If this is happening to you, just stop doing that. Unfollow anybody who who causes you to feel a little bit triggered. Unfollow the false representation of success and follow those who help you and ins- and you are inspired by because that will help you. There is nothing wrong with setting the bar high. There's nothing wrong with following people who you aspire to that are truthful in their success, that believe in something, that stand for something, but stop following the ones that are just projecting what they they're, they're showing to help themselves to feel better because they don't feel good enough because they're stealing energy from you they're stealing it from you to help themselves and that's the weird messed up thing about it and it's all based on insecurity it's all based on insecurity so in order to bring your levels of security personal security and increase your own self-view it's about making sure that your opinion of yourself is the one that holds the most meaning Your opinion of yourself, imagine a triangle and your opinion of yourself is at the top and at the the one side here, you've got all of the negative opinions of other people and on this side here, you have all of the positive opinions of other people and they are the same. You can't have your cake and eat it. You don't want to be like waiting for the the high fives and being super sensitive of the criticism and, and that stuff because your opinion has to be the one that matters the most. And later, I'm going to help you by, by inviting you to aim for something that's way more important, something that's just way more important than any financial thing, than any material thing, than any number or, or modern-day metric like followers or, or, or views or friend requests and all that, something way more way more important than all of that and that would be point number three so we'll get to that soon let me just jump in and read a couple of the comments here thanks for being here the old man's in the house good to see you again in the house looking forward to to hearing what you've got to say it's great to have both my parents here as well of course i just imagine them sat there in their front room both on their own devices i imagine there probably is a bit of a lag because my dad's technology is generally worse than my mom's so my mom's probably like hearing it first and then my dad's probably hearing it a couple of seconds later um so i I imagine it's quite funny because they're both logged in on their own accounts here unless they're in different um, rooms in the house obviously great that you're here though guys thank you for being here and thank you for making me Without you, I wouldn't be here because, hey, we all know what. We're not going to go there, but, you know, I'm here. So thanks. Um, John, huge victory for me is when my girls say, remember when we did this, Dad, and I see the happiness on their faces. That's a big win for me. Thanks for being here, John. Thanks for adding that one. It's very important that that is a measure that you can absolutely control, isn't it? That measure of, I, I love this, right? When your kids look at you as a parent, and especially when they're young, if their eyes don't light up, then that is something you can improve. That is something you absolutely can measure. That is something you can go, that, that, there, that's real. That's love. That is not good enough. Why is that the case? What can I do to improve that? Because when your kids look at you and their eyes light up, that there is what it's all about. And that's the special thing. You can measure that. You can measure that in your own life. Nobody can ever take that away from you and being good enough at that. And there was a lot of comments earlier on Facebook about being a good parent, in particular for the men being a good dad. That really is something that matters more, doesn't it? Like, come on. Any parent will say their kids matter more than anything in a material way. Anything at all, any money, any belongings, kids matter more, right? Obviously. Obviously. And that you can measure. 
how much you're doing to be a good dad, a good mum, how much support you can give, how much kindness you can show and care and compassion. That is the measure, one of the most important measures. And there are only a few that are genuine in terms of being a, you know, a good person, a good dad, a, a good friend. And so that's more along the lines of what we should be aiming for. We should be aiming for that and not measuring against things that don't matter quite as much. So um, we talked just then about following people that inspire you. And here's point number two. Point number two today is to really pull yourself up on when you get jealous. Really pull yourself up on it. When you look at something and you start feeling jealous and you start feeling envy, turn that round and think, what is it about that person's success that I would like to replicate? What is it about that person's success that I would like to replicate? Because if we can spin that jealousy, that envy into, I wonder what that person can teach me. I wonder how I could learn from that person. Then it changes everything, right? We, we must be inspired by our friends, our family, and people who we see that are doing great things that we define as being good things, again, based on our measure of what success looks like. And we must ask them questions. We must reach out to them. We must open our channel and match their energy and make sure that you pull yourself up on any time that you're jealous. See this with girls and they, they bitch and they talk about other girls. If you're talking about other girls in that way, then that's because you have an insecurity. And that insecurity is that you fear other girls will talk about you in that way. It's the same channel. And you've got to change that channel. Guys, it's the same with you. When you see a, a car drive pass, when you see a Ferrari and you think, what a twat. That message that you're saying to that person in that car, you're saying to what you could become. You're never going to become, and this is just, of course, one measure, one level of measure, but you're never, you're never going to become like that success if that's something you want because you're telling yourself that it's not a good thing. A better example would be you see a family walking down the street and they're holding hands and they're smiling and having fun and you know they're, they're, they're beaming and they're glowing and you think, oh, look at them, perfect family. That, that should not be the tone. If that's the tone, if that's the stuff that you're thinking, then what do you think is going to happen? Do you think you're ever going to be able to invite that level of quality of life into your own life? No, because you're subconsciously repelling it and telling yourself that it's not, oh, look at that. Oh, you know, you're pushing it away. You're not bringing it in. So anytime that someone inspires you, anytime someone does something that you think is great, celebrate that and think, all right, cool. What can I do? Like, how can we do something? How can that person help me? Such a powerful position to be in. And we all do. We're all human. And we've really got to challenge, challenge that, that jealousy and envy really important um to catch up on a few uh comments i've noticed that my mother's uh, commented there referencing portugal at the end of august um 1987 happens to be about nine months before i was born that is as far as we're going to go and this is exactly why um you mother have to be careful when you comment because you know i'm sure people are finding that quite funny but it's it's still quite embarrassing mum. all right i'm, I'm 32 <sighs> jeez what do you guys think Am I taking it on the chin there? Is, is that, have I taken that well? Um, cheeky comment. Michelle, oh yikes, that pyramid of opinion thing just got me. I'm finally putting my opinion of myself first and it has caused a lot of friction. Personal growth is uncomfortable for both the individual and the people who have to adjust to that person's changes. My soon-to-be ex-husband couldn't handle my growth, nor would he encourage it. And therein lies the friction. But it's time to stop living for everyone else. That doesn't mean I'm neglecting everyone else. It just means I'm no longer neglecting my inner self. Powerful words. Powerful words. The circumstances, no matter what they are, it doesn't matter. Because the core measure of your own personal view has to be the most important 
opinion of all. And I'll say it again for those of you that tuned in late and for those of you that you know want to just kind of go over it again. Your opinion of yourself needs to be more important. Your own view of yourself, your truth, needs to be at the top of that triangle. And what that means is to understand what you did that was great and understand what you did that you weren't, that you didn't give it your best and what you need to improve. And that opinion has to come from you. And the cool thing about that is that you can, like, you can use your peripherals to take in feedback from people, which is very different from opinion because in order for it to be feedback, there has to exist a level of rapport. So whether that's that there's a professional rapport, so therefore I should listen to this feedback because this person knows more about this thing than I do, or they're my line of command, they're my boss, or they're a senior figure in my job, there's rapport there. Uh, if it's a friend or a family member or someone who you know knows their stuff, there's rapport there. If it's just some person online that you've never met before, or if it's you know a, a, a comparison that you're making in your head with someone that you've never met before or someone who's, who you don't really know as a, as a real you know, person to sit down and talk to, then that's when that becomes an opinion and that can be damaging. And so your own view needs to sit at the top, looking and taking in the constructive feedback, both good and bad, but not relying on the two bottom sides of the triangle, which are the opinions, positive opinions of people, and on the other side, negative opinions of people. I did a few, um, a, a few chapters of my life. I've, I've been stuck in those positions, both the avoidance of negative opinion and also the craving of positive opinion, seeking approval, right? And we're all designed to learn and grow. As human beings, that's what we're here to do, to learn and grow and pass that knowledge on to our younger generation so that they can do more with the world than we ever did. And so nobody's ever going to get it perfectly right. It's like way too big. The project of bringing up a person in the world, the project of bringing up a human being is far too big to get it perfect. You just got to do what you can, do your best. Now, as an adult, that's already been done for you. Your parents have done that already. And your schooling and your early years have shaped a lot of your conscious and unconscious mind. So now as an adult, we get to challenge that and we get to go, okay, well, do I, do I really need, do I really need the approval of other people? Maybe that's something that I learned as a kid and I don't need that now as an adult because that's going to hold me back. Or maybe it's the other side. Maybe it's, well, hang on a minute. Maybe I don't need to play it so safe and do whatever I can to avoid negative opinions. Maybe I don't have to hide in case someone doesn't like me or like points a finger at me or picks on me. Maybe I don't need to worry about that. Maybe I can forget about what those people think because they are just opinions and they don't matter to me. Right? But if you learned that, as a child, and again, through no fault of anyone, the project is so large, it's hard to get it perfect. Then as an adult, you can challenge that. You don't have to hold that forever. You don't have to hold on to that as an adult right now. And so that when you show up at work and someone's like, oh, you know, you're, you're not very good at that. Or what are you wearing? Like, what the hell are those shoes? Or whatever they say, or oh, we give you a negative comment about whatever. You don't have to go through life avoiding those things. You can do whatever you want to do. As long as your opinion is the one that's most important, you will be protected from navigating away from what it is that you really want to do. We, we just can't hold back. If there's, if there's one thing that you can learn about your own life right now is that there's so just for one thing that the news is good for right now, whether it's true or not, whether it has a gender or not, is how quickly things can finish. How quickly it can be over. And that's it as in the comforts that you enjoy in your life to your actual life itself. If there's one thing, if there's a reminder that you need in these times, is how, I mean, look at the, the, the count, the death count in the UK is above 41,000 people. And that's the, like, 
official one, the one that we're being you know, told and the way they're measuring that. 41,000, get your head around that. I mean, even 41 people. That's enough for you to just think, wow. Lives, family members, friends, members of the community, beds not getting slept in. Like, you don't need any, any other reminder right now. And amongst all the stuff that's going on, it's very easy to be like to just get desensitized to that message but remember how fragile it is and how much of an opportunity it is to be able to pinch yourself because you are alive it's just not good enough to hold back because of what somebody else might think somebody else who's not going to remember and probably someone else that you don't even like that's the thing you probably don't even like them you probably aren't inspired by them you probably don't want to emulate their success. Someone said something to me the other day. I, I put it out that um, Twitter had pulled me into a pretty weird place. I started to complain a lot and have a go at things. And, and it didn't suit me. I didn't like it. The energy was weird. And I posted about it on Instagram. And someone commented and just said to me, don't get involved. They've had way more practice than you. How, how great is that? Like, it's people who are pulling other people down have had way more practice than, than you they're better at that their skill level is like up here they're like level 100 at being a dick so don't get involved my driving instructor when i was learning to drive said to me um at a roundabout one day the car next to me was like you know sneaking forwards and she was like getting ready for the green light and it sticks in my head even to this day he just put his hand on my shoulder and he just went don't get involved she does this every single day. Just let her get on with it. And I was like, wow. And that's stuck in my head. Like even now when I look at someone around about getting all impatient or whatever, I just think this, this person does this every single day. Good luck. They've had way more practice, you know? So um, I feel very strongly about it. The reason I feel strongly about this as a message, you know, because it's not, it's not good enough to not feel good enough. It just isn't. You get one chance. And I'm not, I hold my hands up and I'm the most sensitive person that you'll meet. I take a lot to heart and it's very difficult for me. I just want you to make that, I want to make that very clear to you that it's actually very difficult for me to be able to do this myself, but I still do it. And that's why I know you can, because it's been difficult for me so to have the audacity to even teach you this or share this with you needs to come with a, a dose of context, which is that I find this very difficult myself. And so it's a good reminder to think of these little things like my driving instructor when he said that to me and like the guy the other day with the Twitter stuff, like they've had way more practice. And for you, it might be something that you've heard on this live tonight or in this podcast that just reminds you because it's not just going to be like, Oh, I listened to uh, Tommy gentleman speak the other day and now I don't care what anyone thinks. And I'm going to be successful in my own right. I'm going to measure my own success. It's going to be great. I'm not going to care what anyone says. I'm doing anyone's approval and no one's words going to hurt my feelings anymore. <laughs> but I can't promise that's going to happen, right? It takes practice. And that's me sharing my truth with you and just being honest that I, I for, for, no, for not a single second do I um, suggest that me uh, just saying, hey, just put your own opinion before everyone else is easy to do. It's not. And anyone who's like doing that, maybe, maybe their just personality is different, maybe that they aren't able to take things to heart as much. So it's easier. Of course, it's going to be easier if that's the case. If you've had an upbringing that has molded you in that way, if your if your nurture experience so far in your life has taught you that, or if naturally you're you're just in a position where that doesn't bother you as much, go bananas. But for a lot of us, we are very sensitive, and so it's not as easy as just listening to this and and, and you know not caring. But you can do it. It's a skill. And like any skill, if you practice it enough, you get flipping good at it. Catching up on some comments. Bruna, do you think we're all born with this pattern feeling of insecurity or we created through the years of our, with our external environment? That's a fantastic point. And the answer to that is that nobody is born with the fear of judgment of what other people think. Nobody is born with the fear of rejection. 
And actually, from my um, studies in NLP, which uh, I started studying NLP and human psychology and behavior back in 2012, and I've added to it and topped it up and gone down different, different routes with it. I've been a practitioner um, as a life coach as well, which I don't tend to do so much now. Um, what I can tell you is actually fear itself as an emotion is, is completely learned. And somebody might say, well, hang on, as a baby, you've got a fear of loud noises and you've got a fear of falling. Those are automated responses that are in a very basic area of your brain, um, almost like an animalistic comparison to when a bird first tries to fly, right? It's, you know, flight, fight or flight is not fight or flight, but it just sounded like the right thing to say. It's not bad at all. But when a bird goes, ah, falls out the nest, it flies, right? Um, when a when a, um, a a calf is born, it staggers to its feet. This sort of stuff is like the fear of falling for a baby. It's like an automated response that's just in the DNA. It's so innate. Fear itself, fear of judgment from other people, i.e. opinions, fear of rejection, or better not do that in case I fail, fear of failure. These are all learn, and we get our fingers burned. I want you to imagine that. The very first time it happened, little you knew nothing bad about the world and little you went to school and was so proud of your new shoes. And, and I've said this twice now, but hey, let's roll with it. And, and you walked in and someone laughed at your shoes that you thought were cool as a, as a, as a seven year old. And they, and all the other kids laughed at your shoes. And then you went home and you didn't know why you felt like you felt because you're only seven. But what happened then was that you built a learned awareness that other people's opinions can hurt you and you became scared. You built fear of judgment from other people's opinions. That's just one remote example. And cultural differences will obviously play a part in where that fear is born. The good news is that we can learn to unlearn that. We can look and we can have um, help from psychotherapists, from um, coaches and the kind of thing that I would be doing previously with my clients. And you can actually learn to let go of that as a seven-year-old's belief. It's the easiest way for me to explain it. As a seven-year-old's belief that no longer serves you in a logical or emotional way as a fully grown adult. And you can learn to unlearn that and build new um, structures around what that really means. Um, you know, it's hard to switch this thing off. Like when I'm with my kids, I think, well, what are they learning right now? What are they learning that's positive? What are they learning that's negative? And those of you that have kids at the moment with the pandemic, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on right now that we don't realize in our kids' minds that, and again, the project is so big, it's so hard to get it perfect. They will be problems. There will be problems in 10 or 20 years. And although it falls on you as a parent to think that it is your responsibility, it's kind of not. And that's why you've just got to be able to do your best as a parent. But it's also why the next thing that I'm going to share with you fits on all levels of generation, especially for men, because I feel like a lot of the things that men class as weaknesses are actually their greatest strength and greatest honor of being a man and being someone who, who is, if it is in their mind, the provider or who is someone who can add love and kindness and support and, of course, masculine energy into their family unit, then I kind of feel like it's our right to have what I describe as a warrior's journey through life. And a warrior's journey through life is one of challenge. It is not one that is just easy. Like no warrior who we ever read about or uh, fictional or, non or non-fiction has ever had just like, oh yeah, cool, like I'm just a warrior. Like every warrior's had a battle or 10. And so all of our own little battles that we have, all of the little challenges that add up, all of the big events that happen in our lives, like when we, when relatives die or when we lose jobs or global situations like the one we're in now, it's all part of the warrior's tale, the warrior's experience. And what makes the warrior work is to be able to look and analyze the battle and go, okay, what am I learning? What did I learn about myself 
going through that challenge? What did I learn about myself that I'm going to make sure I never do again? What did I learn about myself that surprised me? What did I think I did well? How can I teach my children so that they're better equipped if they ever come against this kind of struggle? And all of those things, it's such a shame because all of those things are happening inside of a mind, male or female, but they're seen as weaknesses. They're seen as shameful because you didn't succeed and you're not good enough. It's such a shame. And that's why this is like this here. And that's why this is called transform challenge into confidence, because that challenge can be shaped and sculpted and we can extract lessons not just for us, but for our future generations. And we can bring strength and confidence and purpose out of every single challenge that we face. Even the ones that are just completely and utterly, obviously, glaringly, obviously massive fuck ups and all our fault. Those ones, even those ones, we can hold our hands up and say, well, I didn't get that right. I should have done this. And even then you've made a positive assumption out of that a positive lesson has come out of that. Here's what I could have done differently. Here's the lesson I'm going to share with someone so that they don't make this mistake. And that's us overcoming that barrier and being a little bit vulnerable. But really, that's what a warrior would do. A warrior would go back from the battle. We we fight for peace and we fight for love. And we go back and we share our stories so that we can together be stronger. That is what we need to do as men, but as human beings, And all of the hardships that we're going through have positive stories that we can share with others, even if it's along the lines of here's what I would have done differently. I've gone off a little bit here, but, you know, I hope it's hope it's good. I'm going to read some comments now and then I'm going to get on and share the last point. I I did have amongst all of this three points. One, I'll just go over quickly, was that your own self-view matters the most. Two is not to um, be jealous or envious of other people, but to instead allow that inspiration to take form by being happy for them and cheering them on and maybe even asking them what they did and how you could learn from them. And point three, I'll share with you in a moment as I just catch up on these comments um, that are coming through here. So uh, Frank, excellent point, Tommy. Always appreciate other success. Never be jealous. Use their success to inspire yourself. We got to win together. We got to cheer each other on. Um, we've got to be happy for each other. Not only does it send a positive message to yourself that success tastes good and that the end result is going to be good, and you're going to be less um, scared of what other people think about your success if you're not ripping other people down for being good at something or for being happy. So we add that happiness. Positivity will multiply. Negativity will also multiply. So like, stop beating other people up. Stop, Stop tearing other people down. Pick people up build people up, cheer people on because it will only help you. That's the thing. If you, even if you are thinking, Oh, what about me? It will freaking help you doing that. It's sending yourself a positive message instead of a negative one, but it's also a really nice thing to do. Kindness wins. Um, Carlton hundred percent. Um, Angela, here we go. Um, uh, a good post here from you. Nice input. Thank you. Um, let's go. I spent a lot of my younger days doubting myself and not feeling good enough. As a child, my mother left when I was 11 and then my father met my stepmom. My stepsister was the same age as me and was the perfect child. I was constantly compared to her, star pupil, great at sports, smart, pretty, etc. And without even knowing they were doing it, my parents would compare everything from behavior to school reports, even if I did well. It wasn't as good as my step-sibling. For years, it made me give up a little because I didn't see the point in trying. But as I reached my late 20s, something clicked. I realized that I was in control and that I didn't have to prove myself to anyone. As much as in my younger days, I wanted to prove myself to others around me, I realized that it's me that makes me happy. Once I was able to challenge myself, the self-satisfaction was much greater Here I am now, still challenging myself and doing the things that make me happy for me and no one else. Well, um, awesome. It's awesome that you shared that. And I'm so happy and pleased that you've been able to turn that into such a positive story and positive message to tell yourself and to share it with us today is quite literally what I've just spoken about. And that's what's so great about doing this here now, even if there's just one person who, who watches this and that helps them. 
fantastic. It's possible for all of us. It doesn't matter how old we are. It doesn't matter how like how how much like thickness we feel like we have between that change and in the, the the outside world and just feeling like we're stuck in our ways. Everybody is able to learn. Learning happens all the time. Like we've learned so many things about what we need to do to live in a pandemic, which we never would have even considered possible. If someone had told you that you'd spend 87 days washing your hands, making sure that you stayed safe and indoors and wearing a mask and all that stuff, you'd be like, that sounds terribly difficult. I don't know if I could do that. You're doing it right now. This is happening. So that change has been imposed on us. We couldn't help that from happening. Um, But we've adapted to it. We've made choices around it. And we're doing great. So it it comes. And if there's one there that hasn't yet had resolution inside of you, then that resolution can happen. Um, It is possible for everybody to make sense of our our doubt and our insecurities and our challenges. Carlton, in most cases, someone only tries to rip you down because they are hurting. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a shame. It is a shame, really, because maybe they're just being pulled into some sort of weird um, mindset, some sort of weird energy. Social media in particular, I mean, social media is an extension of our consciousness. It isn't a thing in itself. We use it. It's just like anything. It's like a paintbrush. It's like... Um, it's like a gun. It's like anything. We, we use it and, and we can decide and we can choose whether it's going to be good or bad. So it is therefore an extension of our consciousness. And I shared this about the Twitter experience that I had recently. And I realized that it wasn't Twitter's fault. It wasn't people on Twitter. It was actually me using Twitter as a place to vent my frustrations because it's an extension of my consciousness. It's me that's choosing to do that. It's no one else's fault. It's mine. And so that's what that means. And so when somebody is in a sort of negative space on social media, commenting or even just ripping people down or even using that and not really projecting it on social media, but thinking it and talking about people behind their back and that kind of thing, ripping people down in that way, they have an insecurity and they're using that as a protective barrier so that they feel like they have the upper hand should anyone say anything about, about them. So it's, it's, a, it's a, a sort of one-upmanship. It's a defensive move against their own insecurity. And it might be that they are hurting. And, and so it is a shame. And everybody here should just, like this is, again, wanting people to be happy. We should hope that whatever happens, happens for that person to be able to see that and find whatever it is that will make them happy to make the changes in their life that will lead them to a happier place. So they don't have to do shit like that on social media to like make, help themselves, right? And what we have to do, if we're on the receiving end of that, is think about that triangle and put our own opinion above uh, the positive or negative opinions of others. Um, Bruno, what you said about unfollow people uh, on social media is a simple, uh, simple advice which is really powerful because we've been spending a lot of time on the internet and when we don't see the bad vibes um, and people who are adding negative thoughts inside of our mind, life becomes better. It does. You know, there is one a very, very, very small and specific exception. When you're following people and you feel triggered, if, you, if that person could teach you something, it goes back to point two about being inspired, not envious. But if there's something that you could learn from that person and that feeling that you're getting of, oh, it's actually jealousy or envy, keep them on there and reach out to them. Send them a message. If it, it just means that you just don't know them well enough yet. Get to know them. Send them a message. Reach out to them. Congratulate them. Do whatever it takes to make peace with that feeling. And you might just learn something. Because if you go and unfollow all the people who inspire you because they make you feel like, oh, it's actually something that, you know, again, it's an extension of our own consciousness. It's just you having to get your act together and reach out and just start thinking more positively about things. But any fake or false, hey, look how great I am and all this stuff, like you can see it now. You can see it now and you can just tell. You can just tell those are the ones that you want to get rid of. They don't have your best interests at heart. So stop fueling it. Same with media. If you don't watch it, if you don't click it, 
then it can't keep growing. It's like a protest against your own mental health or in favor of your own mental health, should I say. Um, Michelle, and uh, a couple more comments, and then we'll conclude on point number three. My boss says, never argue with a fool. It only confuses the bystanders. I like it. I give myself a breath and a moment to remember this when I feel attacked or triggered. It hurts my pride to know they are wrong and not set them right, but not as much as it would hurt to end up looking like an ass if I took their bait. There's some battles that we can't deal with head on. There's some instances where we, we want to help, but they it's, it's kind of a matter for themselves and they have to go through something. Um, and maybe it might take too much energy from you and it might actually divert you away from what you should actually be focusing on to go and try and help in that way. So what we do is, the, and the best thing to do, is to do it by example to role model the the values that you live by and hope that just through osmosis other people might just you know take note maybe they'll be in a better place and they'll start to really see that for who you are but don't waste that time on people that are so fixed in their mindset that they won't be open to change if it's going to take too much away from you the warrior's battle, David here. The warrior's battle makes so much sense. Thinking back in my childhood and early adulthood, I've always thought about how bad an upbringing I had and the struggles. But now, after hearing you talk about warrior's battles, I now look back and think, wow, I survived. Yeah, you did. Um, what was a terrible time? And look at me now. Absolutely. The, the switch, the switch to go from a victim in your mindset to a victor is to be able to look at all of the things that you feel ashamed of, that you want to hide or you want to steer away from, all the things that you feel like were bad and that were not good enough, and to look at them and to realize that you are not a victim. You are, you are actually a survivor, an ingenious survivor of all those things because you're still here. You can still breathe. You can still like wake up every morning. You're still here. You're still alive. That's the, like, the ultimate switch. You did it. You did it. You survived it. You went through it. Yeah, okay, it might still sting a bit. Yeah, okay, you might still have issues just give yourself some credit because you went through it. It was part of whatever life's journey has in store for you. And the better question to be asking instead of why, why did this happen to me? Why did I have to go through all that? Why, why was it me is what can I learn from this? What can I learn from all of this that could help somebody else that could help my kids? that could make sure it never happens to anybody else. That's the real stuff that really amplifies people's purpose. You look at anyone who's ever done anything that you admire and they'll have it in their story. You think about their acceptance speeches. You think about stuff that they share around the table when, when, they, when they've got that time and space. I never want anyone else to go through what I went through. And that's their cause. And that is their purpose. And that is what they fight for. And that is what amplifies their whole point, their whole existence. It's visceral. It's here. It's right here in the middle. It glows. It's what holds everything there together. And we can't light that up unless we look at those things that we are ashamed of, that we feel are, are failures. We can't achieve the, the spark unless we look at them and go, wow, I survived that. Now what can I do? And just giving yourself that room to learn and grow. Ah, oh, it's good to be talking to you guys tonight. Carlton, I believe the term is if you are the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah, man. The the moment you think you know it all, scary moment for you, for anyone who thinks they know it all. You've got to be humble enough to accept that there's always something to learn. Um, every athlete that has been at the top of their game 
for years, not just a one-time thing, but consistently been the best they can be, has always been striving to learn and grow. Same with academics, same with business people, um, same with great members of the community, family members. We're always looking to learn and grow. We're always looking to improve the recipe. We're always looking to do a little bit more. And Frank backs that up. So true. You always need to be learning in order to make yourself better. Exactly. And the biggest lessons in life, the biggest lesson in our lives is the, often the ones that we're most ashamed of. Those are the ones that we need to go to and really learn. Um, Bruna, I learned how to be more positive after my mom got anxiety and I didn't know uh, how to deal with her and what to say to her while she was having her moments of anxiety. I started watching videos looking for a solution and I realized that the key to my mum's anxiety was herself and her way to deal with life and her problems. I realized that it's all about the way you deal with life, your thoughts and people around you. Now my mum is better uh, and we're moving and, and we're more positive and life has become better. Well, well done for doing what you did and playing the part that you played in her development, her journey, her experience. It is always about us. Uh, the, the real peace, the love, the only way that we're going to overcome challenges on a, on a in, independent, uh, unique scale and also a global scale is to win the internal battle, the internal battle, the one that's within, that's the one which we have to make peace with. That's the one that we need to always be learning, keep it open, know that we can never get it always right, that we can, that we cannot ever be perfect. And that the scars that we get along the way are actually what life is all about because we're able to teach and we're all there as human beings. Our point of existence, our whole reason for being here is to make sure that what we go through, what we see, what we hear, what we touch, what we taste, what we smell, the experiences that we have that come through our senses into our own independent, unique brain, and the things that we do to make sense of everything around us gets passed on to younger generations so that they can do a better job with the planet than us. That's the point. That's what it's all about. So how can we ensure that that happens? If we shrink that lesson, if we shrink that learning down and we keep it inside, you know, the reason why it hurts so much is because it should come out. That's the reason why it weighs so much. That's the reason why the, the mental weight of being good enough, the reason why it hurts, the reason why it really pushes is because it's supposed to come out, not just for you, but for the human race, because that's our whole point, to reproduce and pass on our knowledge, our DNA to future generations so that they can continue the human race and so that they can do a better job with this planet than us. So I want to end it there, and, and I will share with you point number three, which is that happiness is the ultimate measure and happiness over status always it is far better i mean i assume to live your life and get to the last few moments of your life and think i was happy than anything else anything because I, you know, that I would rather be happy and then see what happens than fixating on another point of measure, like a material thing, like um, a financial thing or a status thing at the expense of my happiness and those people that I care about the most. And that is not an easy lesson to learn. When you tell yourself as a man that you should be successful and you should be the provider and you should be the achiever and you've got a role to play in your house, which is to earn lots of money and be the strong one. And if it doesn't point to happiness, change it because your family, your children, if you are concerned about that, would much rather grow up with a happy father than dad earn some money along the way, you know? So I'm going to end it there and, and I, I want you to really like think about some of the stuff we talked about today. I appreciate you being here, by the way, you, those of you that are here on the live. 
I'm going to invite you to send me a direct message or to comment under this feed. I'm going to keep an eye on things over the next few days because I like to now um, talk a little bit more about each episode uh, as the days go by to maybe bring up some of the comments, afterthoughts of the things that we've talked about here. And if you're listening on the podcast and this has made an impact on you, dented you in some way, and you've, you've thought about things a little bit here, I want to know about it. Not only will it help you because reaching out to me will make it even more real for you, but actually it would be really great. I want to cheer you on as well. And the best place to do that is on Instagram or Twitter at Tommy Gentleman or on Facebook forward slash Tommy Gentleman Coaching. Thank you for joining me, those of you that are here live, and thank you for your time, uh, those of you that are listening on the repeat or on the podcast. I'll be here again next week, and we'll be talking about another topic. Um, it's been nice to really go there with you and to share with you some pretty deep stuff, but you know, it's important, isn't it? Happiness is the number one thing. Let's just quickly review our points. Number one, your own self-view matters the most more than anybody else's positive or negative opinion. Two, filter out the jealousy and the envy and really question yourself to look for inspiration and ask what can you learn from that person instead of feeling jealous or envious of anything that you see other people doing. And three is that happiness is always more important than any status. And that's it for today. Thanks for joining me. And uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing your comments in the afterthoughts and I'll see you again next time. Stay safe and stay positive. Bye-bye.